This broadcast has been brought to you by Wesley United Methodist Church. For more information, see our webpage at wesleyumc.com. Thank you, folks. Good morning. I'm Matt Item. I'm the president at Lakeview Methodist Conference Center, and it's a joy to be here. Uh, Robert called me and asked me if I could come preach today uh, as he's preparing to go to his new appointment and as Rick's preparing to come to be your pastor and as Kim's preparing to go move to another church. And I said I would be happy to come and, and fill in. And I have good news to you. I was not invited to come do a tap dance and sales pitch about Lakeview, and therefore I'm not asking for any money today. <laughs> I've just come to proclaim the good news of Christ. Now, I need some help. This is an interactive sermon, okay? So you get to participate in the sermon. Kiddos, you get to help. And adults, you get to help. And here's the assignment. We're going to read the scripture, and I'm going to ask you to participate in the scripture, okay? I'll get to that in a minute. But first, I want to talk about rumors just a minute. Have any of you ever heard a rumor? Have any of you ever spread a rumor? Have you ever been a victim of a rumor? Well, I'm here today to tell you that not all rumors are bad. In fact, what I'm going to ask you to do is to see the best rumor there is. Okay? Now, here's the interactive part. When I read the scripture, I'm going to ask everybody in the room to close your eyes and go to story time. Okay? Now, kids, here's your assignment. I want you to use your noses, your eyes, your ears, your fingers, and your tongue. Because as I read the story, if there's something you can taste in the story, I want you to taste it. If there's something you can smell, I want you to smell it. Something you can see, I want you to see it. Something you can hear, I want you to hear it. Touch and touch, okay? Now, a little background on this story first. This story takes place in a little fishing village called Capernaum. All right, there's your first hint, fishing village, okay? Think about that when you go to tasting and touching and smelling. This little fishing village, the people did not have electricity. They didn't have gas. So if they were cooking food, how would they have to cook the food? On a fire, right? So think about that. And it's not a big town, and they didn't wear fancy clothes. So think about what kind of clothes they would be wearing and those kinds of things. So kids, can y'all help me with that? Okay, I'll get to you in a minute. Not yet, not yet. Now, adults, there's basically four groups of people in this story that I would ask you to identify with. The fifth would be Jesus. If anybody thinks they're Jesus, the pastor would like to see you after church. Okay? So you got people in the crowd. You've got the four men carrying the bed. You got the man on the bed. 
and you get the scribes and teachers of the law. Okay? All right, everybody, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Kids, taste, touch, smell, feel, hear. Adults, find yourself in the story. Will you join with me in the story time? A few days later, Jesus came back to Capernaum. The news was spread that he was at home. So many people gathered to hear him preach that the house was full. There was no place to stand, not even outside the door. Jesus was teaching them. Some people came bringing a paralyzed man to Jesus. Four of them were carrying the paralyzed man. But they could not get to Jesus because the room was too crowded. So they went to the roof above Jesus and made a hole in the roof. Then they lowered the mat with the paralyzed man on it. Jesus saw that these men had great faith. So he said to the paralyzed man, Young man, your sins are forgiven. Some of the teachers of the law were sitting there. They saw what Jesus did and they said to themselves, Why does this man say things like that? He is saying things that are against God. Only God can forgive sins. At once Jesus knew what these teachers of the law were thinking, so he said to them, Why are you thinking these things? Which is easier? To tell the paralyzed man your sins are forgiven or to tell him, stand up, take your mat and walk. But I will prove to you that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So Jesus said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, stand up, take your mat and go home. Immediately the paralyzed man stood up. He took his mat and walked out while everyone was watching him. The people were amazed and praised God. They said, we have never seen anything like this. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Okay, kiddos, help me here. What's the first thing that you saw in this story? What did you see? Kids? You saw a man. Which man did you see? A, okay, he's a, he's a crippled man on that bed. You saw that man, didn't you? And he needed help, didn't he? Okay. What else did you see, kids? What color clothes were they wearing? What did you see? You saw the roof. Did you see the dirt and everything falling when they tore the hole in the roof? Did you see it fall? Yeah, yeah you could see that. Did, did, did anybody see a seagull? You did? Did, <laughs> did? did anybody see the brown and gray clothes that they were wearing? Okay. Did, did, it, it was dirty. It was kind of a dirty place. What, did anybody see any babies? Or children, a dog running, a palm tree. Well, let's talk about what we heard. What did you hear? Did you hear the men going up on the roof? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear them digging a hole? Yeah. 
Did you hear, the, did you hear when, when Jesus told him to get up and walk and he got up and walked? Did you hear everybody in the room go, oh. All at once, didn't they? They were so surprised. Did you smell anything? No. You know what I smelled? Stinky people. <laughs> All those hot, sweaty, stinky people. And somebody in that room was a fisherman. Did you smell fishermen? Yeah, you could smell fishermen. But I did smell bread baking down the street. Did y'all smell that? Yeah, I smelled that bread baking down the street. And could you taste anything? Couldn't taste anything? Salty. Kind of like you're sweating, you know? Kind of taste that, can't you? It's kind of a gritty place. And what did you want to touch? Well, are you like me? You get in a crowd like that and you don't want to touch anything? <laughs> you know? But you can't help it because how crowded is that room? It's too crowded for them to get in the front door with those, that man on the bed. So what'd they do? Go up and tore a hole in the roof. Okay, adults, your turn. How many of you were in the room watching? Put your hands up. Come on, come on. How many of you were late and you were just outside the side of the house or in the back of the room, and you couldn't see very good. Why were you late? Oh, blame it on her. Throw her under the bus. She's always late. Who else was late? Why were you late? The alarm didn't go off. Okay. You know, why'd you go? Ah, why'd you go there in the first place? You heard a rumor that Jesus was in a house, right? Yep. And so what compelled you to want to go see Jesus? What had you heard? Had you heard that he performed miracles? Had you heard that he walked on water, restored sight to the blind, raised the uh, dead back to life? How many of you went because you were curious? What happens when Jesus is in a house, in a church, in a marriage, in a heart, in a community? It fills up, doesn't it? The rumor gets out that when Christ is present, lives are changed, lives are healed, lives are restored, and whether it's curiosity or hunger, we go. What rumor compelled you to be here this morning. Guest preacher. Guest preacher. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah. Was it? I, you're, you're kind. <laughs> Did you come because it's habit? Did you come because you're lonely? Well? Did you come because you need something here? Did you come because you thought that Jesus might be present today? Yes. The reason we come here is because we need what this place has to offer. And whenever the word gets out, the rumor is like 
putting a match to the grass and it spreads and it glows and it burns, the house will fill up. When Jesus is in a house, the crowd will come. Here to worship that God. Now, how many of you identify with the four men? Okay. Four men. Why were you late? Why didn't you get there in time before the room filled up? Carrying a burden. Whenever you got a load, it's hard to be on time, isn't it? Whenever you've got a burden, it's hard to make all the schedule work. And when that burden is human need and suffering, it can get to be a challenge. But here they come carrying this man who's crippled because they too had heard a rumor that this man's life might be changed, might be different. Now, folks, this is Capernaum. This is not Beaumont. This is not Houston. This is a small, sleepy fishing village in the first century where everybody knows everybody. Okay? Everybody in that room that has crowded in to see Jesus, any one of them could have been one of the people that got this old boy off the corner, picked him up, and brought him in there. But these four did it. And everybody in that room knew him. Because everybody walks down that street every day and throws him a coin on occasion because he's a cripple making ends meet on the side of the road. So they get there. It's crowded. And one of those four, which one of you did it? Which one of you said, hey, let's go tear a hole in the roof? There you are back there. There you are. Because hope will not be held back, will it? Consequences later, right? What matters is the reason you came there with him in the first place, out of that hope to bring healing. Now, you got this image? Jesus is in the room. They're teaching. The teachers, the scribes are over here, all the crowd. They're on tippy-toe. They're looking. They're listening. All of a sudden, here comes the clutter of debris and the crash and the light and the dust and, and the straining and that bed and they're trying to keep it level so he doesn't roll off okay and they lower him down there to the feet of Christ and Jesus says to the man what what does he say to the man not first Not first. The first thing Jesus says is because of your faithfulness, your sins are forgiven. Church, do you hear that? That is one of the loudest shouts you'll hear in the Bible your entire life. We preachers like to stand up at this pulpit and tell you, come down and join the church and get saved. If you come from the Baptist tradition, that's a large part of that heritage. That unless you make a profession of faith in Christ and Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will not go to heaven. You must be born again. You must be baptized. We make a big deal about that. But do you hear what's happening in this scripture? This man, all he's done is be crippled. This man, all he's done is lay on a bed. And because of their faithfulness, his sins are forgiven. 
Do you hear the implications there? That maybe your faithfulness could bring about forgiveness of sin for another human being. That your faithfulness could bring redemption and hope and eternal life to another life. How powerful is that? How wonderful is that? That Christ finds forgiveness for this man because of their faith. Now, did anybody identify with the cripple? Let me challenge that. Is there anybody in this room that should not identify with the cripple? Have you ever been paralyzed by guilt? Have you ever sinned to the point that you hurt and hurt another and was filled with shame? Have you ever had hatred in your heart? Judgment? Have you ever been paralyzed? And the answer is yes. Is there any of us that do not need to be lowered to the feet of Jesus and be told that our sins are forgiven and that we can stand up from our crippled nature and walk with confidence to a stride with God? We're all the cripple. We're all sinners separated by God by our sinfulness and only through the grace of Jesus Christ do we find the ability to walk, to live. Now, Pastor, I, I, you heard me say this first sermon. I identify with the scribes and the teachers. I'm on the payroll of the church, you know. I have a master's degree in theology. That's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to make sure that what we teach your children in Sunday school is correct. I'm supposed to make sure that we do the communion the Methodist way. I'm supposed to make sure that when you send your kids to church camp, they're being taught from Wesleyan Methodist traditions. So I sit back at this guy come in here and he's teaching and everything and I'm kind of tapping my foot wondering, what's he going to say? Who is this carpenter from Nazareth? But here's the reality. I'm not a bad guy. I'm just another cripple, aren't I? Crippled sometimes by my importance and my arrogance and my education. Needing God to bring redemption and forgiveness to me. Now, there's one person in this story we've overlooked. I told you about the four groups, but there's one we've overlooked. You know, you know who that is? Somebody owns the house. Okay? And he's in there and he says, Honey, you better make some more iced tea. There's a lot of folks showing up. What the heck? And all of a sudden, that roof starts falling down, and he goes to looking for the insurance policy, right? <laughs> wow, a bunch of people from Beaumont, Texas have no idea what it is to look for an insurance policy after a disaster, do they? <laughs> do you? To know what it is to have your roof crash in. And water rise up to your knees in your home. And to come back to the stench and the brokenness 
and to see it in the faces of everybody you love up and down the street, whether it was your house or not, it was somebody's house you love. But you know, I, I listened to the stories and I watched, and what amazed me was the resilience of a community that realized that they were all crowded in this room together. Huh. And Jesus was present. Am I right? And in the midst of that moment, a miracle took place, didn't it? That Christ says, get out of your paralysis, take up your brokenness, take up your soggy home, get rid of the rotten sheetrock, and walk out to a new beginning, to a new start. Good image, huh? And folks, just think about it. This whole little Bible study exercise, simply because someone spread a rumor. Hey, did you know that Jesus is in that house over there? Hey, Jesus is in that Hey, Jesus is over here. Let's go. Come on. We got to go. And maybe, maybe the best thing you could do as a body of Christ as a church is to walk out of this place and say, I went to Wesley Methodist Sunday and you'll never guess who showed up. I hear that amen. Go spread a rumor. Jesus is in this house. Amen. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. This has been brought to you by Wesley United Methodist Church. For more information, see our webpage at wesleyumc.com.